Welcome to 5-Minute Real Estate Investing. Each day, we'll share one specific tip for active real estate investors or passive LPs in 5 minutes or less. Here's your host, Sean O'Dowd, Managing Director of Scholastic Capital. So here's a really interesting topic that a prospective investor actually asked me about today, which was, why would an investor put capital into a private real estate fund, like my fund Scholastic, versus a publicly traded REIT? After all, REITs have a huge liquidity benefit. You can literally press a button on TD Ameritrade, Robinhood, whatever, and get your capital back tomorrow. Private real estate funds, though, tend to have multi-year lockups or don't have the ability for investors to withdraw at all. Why on earth would an investor go with the public-private option when they have the public-liquid option? And the the answer to that is twofold. Now, of course, consult your own accountant and all that. But speaking generally, the first benefit is you get substantial tax benefits to a private real estate fund that a publicly traded REIT just does not have. That big benefit is really depreciation. Depreciation is a phantom expense that can get passed through from a private real estate fund to the investor via their K-1. And practice what that actually means in modern English is a real estate fund that pays you, private real estate fund that pays you 8% a year, that 8%, if managed correctly, should be tax-free. So think of that as 8% post-tax money pre-tax, it's substantially higher than 8%. A publicly traded REIT does not have that advantage. That is a pretty significant difference for someone who's relatively tax savvy and and is looking to make more money post-tax. Again, consult your accountant, it differs for everyone, but in general, that's a, a big benefit. The other benefit that comes into play, and this is specific really to single family, but you do see it in other areas, is you get the benefit of what's called cap rate compression. Now, cap rate is a very quick and relatively crude metric to evaluate the price of a portfolio. And we'll use hypothetical numbers here to make this example easy. But let's say a one individual house is sold at an eight cap with a lower cap rate being a higher sales price and you make more money. So one home at an eight cap. Now let's say you get a portfolio of 10 homes, each one individually is an eight cap. Now that portfolio of 10 eight cap homes is actually now worth, let's say a seven cap, meaning you get a benefit of building and assembling a portfolio. That's It's a priced-in benefit that you get. It's one plus one equals three, almost. Of the more the more you assemble, the the safer it is, and therefore the the better multiple on your sale. Now let's say that 10, 10 homes becomes 100. Now maybe it's worth a six cap instead of a seven cap. Maybe those 100 homes become 500 homes, and now it's worth a five cap instead of a six cap. Basically, your value of your portfolio gets better and better and better the more homes that you add into it, up until a point. Now, if you look at some of the, they say, like publicly traded REITs where they already have 30,000 plus homes, there is no more incremental benefit that they're getting from assembling more homes in their portfolio. That portfolio has already reached such a scale that they're no longer seeing this cap rate compression because there's no more, there's no more room to compress. So for the public fund, you, you just don't get that benefit. While on the private side, if you're a fund that's just slowly accumulating more and building your portfolio, each incremental home you add in compresses that cap rate just a little bit more. Now, obviously, this all changes for each individual, for each individual asset class, but it's a really interesting question and worth discussing, especially if you're running a fund or thinking about investing in a fund of 
why is my product better than comparable products, especially comparable products that have a substantial liquidity benefit because they're publicly traded. So hope this was interesting. Hope this was helpful. All the best. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. In the interim, if there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to reach out. My area of expertise slash where I'm most able to help concentrates on residential real estate and strategy. I'm the managing director of Scholastic Capital, a real estate fund that buys single family homes in highly elite school districts and then rents those homes to tenants on three plus year leases. I began my career at Boston Consulting Group, also known as BCG, and graduated with honors from the Wharton School. If there's anything I can do to help you, please feel free to reach out. And if not, I'll see you tomorrow.